That was fun last night. <clears throat> um, hey, we want to uh, thank, <clears throat> thank you guys for uh, letting us be newbies um, here at Family Fest. And uh, we've really enjoyed our time. And I particularly want to thank uh, Paul. Uh, yesterday we went out and went dog sledding. Um, and I've Googled dog sledding Phoenix. There is nothing. <laughs> <clears throat> like I looked on Yelp and I put it out on Facebook. And <clears throat> so super thankful that we got to do that. When I was 10 years old, um, I met my Aunt Rosie at a family reunion in California. My Aunt Rosie homesteaded in Alaska in the 1940s. She had 50 acres and um, she raced and won the women's Iditarod three times in the 1960s. And uh, when I was 10, she invited me to come up. And, um, and spend the summer with her. And I said yes, and my mom said no. Um, and so uh, I said, you know, someday, Rosie, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna get to you know, see you and see your place. And, and she died a few years ago, never made it to Fairbanks to see her. But she told me when I was 10, she goes, once you try dog sledding, she goes, you will love it. And uh, yesterday, as soon as those dogs took off, I thought, you know what, my Aunt Rosie was right. I just loved it. Um, so thanks. For Paul, thanks for you guys, and the entire experience has been like that this whole weekend. Yeah, last <clears throat> night when we were um, sitting at dinner and Pete made the announcement, um, hey, just so you know, don't, don't try and leave early and return to Elise, is she here? And she was like, leave early? Just leave early, we're trying to stay as long as we can. <laughs> <laughs> People are feeding us and taking our laundry and, right. <clears throat> and taking our kids. Like, who wants to leave that We're thinking if we lock the inside of the cabin door, <laughs> like, how do they get us out? We know you're in there, Woosters. <laughs> it's time to go. Come out. Um, but we have really felt blessed. We felt um, invited by you and welcomed by you and loved by you. So thank you for, and laughed with you and cried with you. So thank you for the ways that you've um, let us come into your life while we've been up here. Um, we uh, have some different things that we're involved in outside of doing this retreat, and we would love to invite you into those. Um, a way that you can, we'd love to stay in contact with you. So um, our contact information, we're gonna put it up here on the um, PowerPoint. Um, we have a website, Donna Renee, so if you can't remember anything else, DonnaRenee.com. So if you want to visit us at that, those are we're giving you our direct line. We're giving you our cell phones. Those are our numbers. Um, and those don't are, call us right now because <laughs> we have our phones. That's true. And um, and those are emails. So we would love to um, stay connected to you. The other things that um, we're involved in with, we do marriage retreats. We're doing some. We just did a bunch of filming and podcasts, and we're getting ready to launch all of that onto. We had the the. I don't know. If, is this will surprise you, but we're we're naturally disorganized, and so that's it's like a spiritual a, gift. It's a spiritual gift, really. <laughs> and um, we've been doing and and speaking in all these different places places with illustrations and stories. And someone said, as a gift to us, they said, "What if we helped you put all of that, digitalized it, and got it all together and filmed and podcast?" So we're in the process. We just fin actually finished this last week doing two different series one on a design of women and the other one on healthy relationships. And so um, those are all gonna be coming online and we'd love to stay in contact with you. We also do marriage retreats in Phoenix. So you can always come and be with us in Phoenix. Yeah, it's true. The weather's not this nice, <laughs> so bundle up, you know, cause. Yeah, so um, this is a way that we'd love to stay in contact with you. Or again, if you wanna invite us back in July or August for any of the things Don listed last night, 
we would be happy to come back and do. We'd pray about it. Yeah. And we'd come. Pets or whatever we yeah, need to do. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay, what's, what is, oh, wait a minute. First of all, where's the guy who told the one button? Where's he at? I said one button. Here we go. Yeah, we got to give him a chocolate because we're like, we, we laugh about how much Don, or the kids, not, kids will say, Dad, give me your phone. Like, there's so many times, like, and our son works for Apple, so it's very funny because Don couldn't get the flashlight on and the button. And we're just so. going to share that with everyone. <laughs> okay, we're, who helped me with the button last night? The no, flashlight? that's this guy, right? No, here. no, that's at the end. Oh, okay. No, yeah. my flashlight button was stuck on. Oh, yeah, the flashlight button. <laughs> I, and I felt, like, I felt like Jacob was here, because Jacob will normally wait. He'll watch me for a second, and then I'll just go, Dad. <laughs> I, I give him my phone, and then he, there you go. So thank you. Last night, I was trying to get my flashlight off, and I, I felt the tap, and I go, is, is Jacob here? <laughs> thank you. Um, one thing that made you laugh this weekend, uh, something that you go, that was, that was a good, good laugh. Butter Jesus. Butter Jesus. Yeah. What's better that's than right. a butter Jesus? Yeah. Come on. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yes. good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? The play last night. The play last night. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Very. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no words. Anyone else? <laughs> Something made you laugh. Married on Thursday, wedding Saturday. Wedding. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Come on. Married on Thursday, homecoming on Saturday. You've got to love that, homecoming. right? That's efficient. <laughs> okay, one thing that made you think this weekend. Something that made you think. Be careful what you hide. Go throw that one. I can't do that. Be careful what you hide. It's up high. Oh, nice catch. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. We won't invite him, Don. Make a note of No, that. make a note. What's no, your name? Everyone else. <laughs> Minnesota. Nice, nice. Not nice. Not nice. nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> there had to be somebody. Right? There's always, there's always a guy oh, somewhere. Oh, spicy. Just yeah. Just surface. A little salty. Right? Okay. Um, <laughs> something made you think. Yes. What am I thirsty for? Yes. That's, Amen. That's nice. Oh, yeah. Amen, amen is right. Yes, amen. amen and amen. Yeah. We have to be that kind of Good community. Yeah. Yes. God can redeem anything. God can redeem anything. That's, That's right. Gospel truth right gospel there. Gospel truth. Amen. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. True north. Yeah. What, what's one thing um, you felt thankful for this weekend? Something you felt thankful for? Learning to receive. No more chocolate. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give that to someone else. There we go. Thank you. KC's. KC's. Who said Amen. that? Who said KC's? Yes. Oh, sorry. Oh, gee. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do the throwing. <laughs> I don't know if we have insurance for It that. keeps them on their toes, though. They're not going to fall asleep yeah, in this morning. In a nervous morning. way. It keeps them on their toes. Thankful yeah. for it. Anyone else? A well-timed hug from a friend. All right, Tom, help me out. Oh, oh what am I saying? Oh, wow, look at that. Man. Dangerous, Dangerous friends. friends. Yeah. I want to say one thing about that. We use that term um, because we go, it's dangerous and courageous, right? So it's this place inside of us that you go, 
it feels like we're carrying this thing inside a friendship that goes, I, I think we come in, especially as women, to support. And that's a beautiful thing, right? But support without the truth does not grow us up. It just does not. We need both. We need both in our life. I remember even Don, it's a gift that he gives to me to go, I need to tell you something that I've seen. And when he does that, it, it actually takes some falseness out and it puts truth inside of me. It's difficult to hear, but it takes courage. It takes courage to do that. It's, it takes courage to befriend somebody, but it also takes courage in this tending way to go, you know what? The way that we'll grow one another up is to tell each other the truth. Yeah. Amen. Okay, we have two more thankful things. Thankful? Anybody? Oh, oh thank sweet. you. Give her two. You get, you get the last two for two of us. We're waiting for that. Look at we that. We were going to keep going until we got <laughs> to that. Yeah, exactly. We have another pound back. Nobody's <laughs> kept. Anyone else you're thankful for who you've seen over the weekend wearing Um So if you've kind of been tracking us and uh, the messages, um, we start with True North, the navigational system, right? What We have to fix our eyes on the immovable um, we have to have something that centers us or we'll go off, off course. Um, true friendship is people who will carry you, that you're tied into. We don't go it alone. God is intended for us to be in community. And last night as we told our stories, oh, yesterday we did true awareness of yourself and your brokenness. Um, real brokenness has an awareness of going, this is where I'm at. If you don't know where you are at, the message says, if you don't know where you're at, you don't know where you're going. You have to be aware of where you are. And last night as we told our stories, we hope that the message you got out of that is true forgiveness. Real forgiveness has this ability to restore us, to redeem us, to bring us back home, to have us belong to this sense that God has good things inside of us, that he has covered us more than enough, and he brings us back into the fold. Yeah, it's, a, uh, it's really a radical invitation that if you've been in the faith community for a while, you kind of get accustomed to, but that we're invited to receive a grace and a mercy and a goodness that's way beyond our deserving. Uh, <clears throat> when I was in high school, I was a, a rather difficult individual, and so I wore out a lot of adults in my life. I had probation officers and counselors, and, and uh, I was just not, I was the kid you didn't want your kid to be around. I was that guy. And... Um, so, you know, it's pretty hard on relationships, and, and there's a lot of hurt and anger and acting out. And, and I had one friend, and I convinced my one friend, his name was Bill, I said, his mom had this, got this brand new Mustang. And I said, Bill, why don't you tell your mom we're going to go study and see if we can borrow the Mustang? We were really going to a drive-in movie, and, and I brought beer, and we found girls, and, and we took her brand new Mustang out. And by the end of the night, um, Bill had thrown up all over the Mustang, I had dented the side at the movie theater. He was trashed. I took Bill home, put the keys in his pocket, rang his doorbell, and Can I left. say one thing? Yeah. The drive-in theater, do you guys remember the old, do they still have them, the old speakers where you put them on the, yeah. they drove away with that attached well, to the car. Well, you want to take those big heavy speakers off before you drive away, <laughs> otherwise it rips the window out and then it scratches the whole back panel. But if you've had a lot of beer, you might forget that. <laughs> so I had, so, um, so I am, right? So, I mean, he's kind of, he just, you know, he is, because 
one point he came out of the car while I was still driving it. I mean, so he was not in good shape. So I dropped, I dropped Bill off. I left. The next day, when I see Bill, he goes, hey, my parents want you to come over tonight. I go, wow, super busy. Got to study. Like, he goes, they really want you to come. And I was half expecting the police to show up anyways the night before. So I get over to his house, and I walk in, and his dad meets me. His dad's a pretty tall guy. And I'm, I don't know what's going to happen, but I walk in, and his dad shakes my hand and says, hi, you know, I'm, I'm, his name was, was Will, and he goes, come on in. And so I come in, and his mom comes out. His mom greets me. They're being real nice, and, and I'm waiting. I'm thinking, the police are here. There's got to be a, you know, something for the car. I'm sure there's $1,000-plus of damage. And they, they come in, and they go, uh, well, hey, we wanted to have dinner with you. So we sit down. There's this amazing meal. I mean, amazing meal. I sit down with his family, and they start to serve She brings out this soup that's incredible. And I'm, I'm about to take the soup, and I look around. And I think, oh my gosh, like they poisoned this soup. <laughs> like they're going to bury me in the back. I mean, this family's so mad at me that, you know, and I wait literally until they kind of eat. And I go, okay, it's, I guess it's good. So we eat this incredible meal. And I'm a little blown away because I'm waiting for the hammer. And then, and then Mr. Farrell, he goes, well, the reason we brought you, we asked you over tonight. And I go, okay, here it comes. Like the police, the rest of it. Is he goes, we don't know much about you. And you're friends with our son. And, uh, and I'm thinking, like, what do you need to know about me? I, t I trashed your car and your son. I'm, I mean, you know everything about me that you know not, you shouldn't have me here. And I go, well, I don't know. He goes, we, well, we'd just like to hear about your life and your family. And um, for two hours, family just kind of asked me about my life. And I <clears throat> never sat at a table. And had anybody asked me about my life. And at the end of the meal, I kind of got up and they go, we're so thankful that you would come and be with us tonight. Would you please come back again? And I stood up and I walked out and I got about halfway to my car and I just kind of stopped and I go, like, what was that? I, I didn't know what to call it, but I go, man, that's what I've been hungry for my whole It's never less deserving or more welcome than at that table. And it left this thing in me to go, wow. You know what? I, the meal was great. What it really gospel meal. Yeah. Right? That meal, that was 40 years ago. Um, I've never fully recovered from that meal. Because I got a taste of something so real and so essential. I go, that's what I want. And I would say, once you get a taste of the real gospel, uh, it'll change you. Nothing else tastes like it. Nothing else goes as deep. Nothing else stirs as much. And uh, I hope that as we've been talking about this, and as we even are finishing this morning, that's the taste. That's the real gospel. Real meal that we can serve one another and we can have together. Yeah, the, gi the gift for me as his wife is that someone invested in Don a long time ago. I mean, this family um, ended up being the people that were out on the field Don's senior year when he was walking out for all seniors for football game, and his parents weren't there, Mr. and Mr. Farrell were. So they said, come on, you're our son. 
when Don got ready to go to college, they said, you're really bright. Now, Don had not gotten good grades through high school, but they saw it because they saw past all the things, right? And they looked at Don and they said, I want to minister to you. And so they sat down and wrote Don's application and wrote a letter of recommendation for ASU. When you give someone that kind of wealth, it helps their dignity rise. It brings value back to them in a way that you go, we see you in all your acting out. We see you. We see the inside of you. Because someone probably had done that to them, then they did it to Don, and Don does it to someone else. And that's the way that ministry is supposed to happen that Jesus brought. Because what do we do with all this truth and grace and forgiveness other than when we're given the cup that we're so thirsty for, we give it to another? Because God intended it to be that when we're given this, that he says, and give it away. As soon as you're given it, give it away. Give away your time, give away your resource, give away your counsel, give away your home. Be with me and give it away because as soon as you're given it, give it away. Because we're not intended to be the kind of thing that just holds on to things. Um, When I was pregnant with Emma, so 17 years ago, I got to go on a trip to Israel, a group of um, a Bible study that I was involved in. And um, I, I couldn't go in the Dead Sea because the amount of salt that was in it. So I stood outside and I was talking to the gentleman and the day before we'd seen the Sea of Galilee. And I was talking to him and I said, so the water here, if, if, I'm, if I know the geography right, I said the water that runs down from the Sea of Galilee is the same water that comes into the Dead Sea. Is that right? The same? And he goes, right. And I go, that's so interesting. Because in the Sea of Galilee, there's more fish than about any other place there. It's teeming with fish. I mean, it just has so many fish. Fishermen love to go there. You go, what's the difference between the Sea of Galilee and the Dead Sea? It has an output. Because even as we're given the living water, when the Samaritan woman comes and she asks him, what is this thing that you have? It's living water. The way that water continues to flow is when we have an output, when we have something that's bigger than our own life, something that's bigger than our marriage, something that's bigger than our family. When we have that, when we have a mission that God has given us, go, our life gets bigger. Anytime that we get to go and do something like this, you know what it does? It makes our marriage bigger because we see God. Anytime we go and do something with our family where we're giving ourselves away, it makes our family have more capacity because we're intended to be giving ourselves away. It expands us. And when Don goes and he serves somewhere and he comes back to our family, it puts things inside of him that weren't there before, and it contributes to our family. And when when Don sends me to go places and he says, go, and you have our blessing, and God deposits something inside of me, and I see God show up, I bring that back to our marriage. But we're intended to give our life away. Yeah, it's a funny thing that we, uh, we're kind of trained to sort of keep things in. We're kind of trained to, to be hunters. We're kind of trained to hold on to our resource and our time. And, and yet, even as we hold on to it, um, it can start to become like a black hole that just collapses, right? 
And there's a sense of going, well, if I have to give away my time or my gifts or my heart, there's going to be some kind of violation in that. And really, the gospel says it's not really a violation when we give away from a clear place. It's a liberation, right? It's a liberation. If we hold on to everything and we become the center, we're a false center. If our lives are all about us, all about our family, it's not a big enough center. It's not a real enough center. And we'll, we'll get kind of bored, and then we'll get boring. We just will. It'll just be collapsing, like we're just about us. And this thing is, as we give ourselves away, as we kind of go, what is our mission in our family? What is our mission in our life? As you go on mission, it actually enriches the community and the relationship. And as you get enriched, you have more capacity for mission. And as you do mission, you get more that comes back. So it's this renewable dimension of kind of going, if you want your life to be fresh, if you want to grow, if you want your marriage to really continue to thrive, you know, that, that water that comes to the Jordan River in the Sea of Galilee, it flows in and it flows out. And because it flows both ways for 2,000 years, commercial fishermen have been able to just pull it out. And if everything's flowing into you and you're just retaining it, that's where things die. They die. The Dead Sea is six miles deep. It's a huge body of water, but as the water evaporates and the salt gathers, if living, sometimes the fish come down the Jordan River, but within about 15 minutes of getting into that Dead Sea, they die, right? You don't want to be a Dead Sea. You don't want to be the place um, to die, right? You want to have the outlet. And that mission and that outlet is what keeps it all good. I think it's the beauty of what we've seen here at Family Fest is people giving their lives away to other people who kind of get infected and start giving their lives away. And pretty soon there's a lot of life. And people are giving it away. They're not holding on to it, but they're releasing it. And that makes it richer and better. We love um, war and battle movies. In fact, when we were on our honeymoon, we went and saw Braveheart, Mel Gibson. Come on. We walked out. We didn't talk like during the whole movie, you know? So um, as we were um, coming out of the movie, Don so kind of hesitantly said, well, what do you think? And I go, well, oh. Because I knew this was going to be important. Like, <laughs> I was sitting watching the movie going, oh, I totally love this. And then I thought, oh my gosh, I've married this amazing woman. Like. Like, this is going to kind of matter a little bit, <laughs> right? And then Braveheart's pretty intense. There's a lot of battle. There's a lot of intensity. So I walked out, and very hesitantly, I go, so uh, what would you think of the movie? It wasn't exactly a date movie on your honeymoon, like The Notebook or something, right? Like, <laughs> let's go to Braveheart. We've been married for 48 hours. Yeah, let's go see a romantic little movie, right? Kind of a thing. And so I knew it was a big bet, a big bet, but... I go, so what'd you think? And she looked at me and she goes, I loved it. I go, thank you, Jesus. Like, and she did. She, I just go, oh my gosh, that makes me so happy. You loved it. But in all good battle movies, there's always a speech, if you notice, right? When you're gearing up and you have a mission and you're getting ready to go out on the field, there's always a speech. If it's a good movie, it's a really compelling speech. Yeah. And Jesus gives us that kind of speech, right? He says, no, it doesn't end here. Something greater is going to happen. I'm sending my Holy Spirit for you 
so that you can have counsel and comfort and you can go into new places and you can get courage that you've never had before. And he arms us, right? If you look at the whole Ephesians book, you go, he tells us all the way through about healthy relationships, good relationships, how we can be with each other. And then he says, as you go and do this, you better gear up. You better get your armor on. Because as you go out, there's a real battle. There's a real enemy that wants to kill still and destroy, wants to take life away from you. And be aware of the schemes of the enemy because that's what he'll do to you. Yeah. We have people that always pray for us before we go and do a thing because we know that there's a resistance. So we had people that pray for us. And usually the, the day before or the week before, something happens. Or right after we get back, something happens. Always. And, and it happened this time. It, it'll happen for you too. If you're really experiencing something rich and real and good, there was probably a little resistance coming and there'll be big resistance when you go back. If you really want to hold on to a new truth and a new sense and a new mission, it will be challenged when you go home. I don't know what it'll look like. Maybe it could, I don't know what it'll look like, but there will be resistance. As we're told, Jesus said, I came to give you this great life. The enemy's come to take it all away. And we're not afraid of the enemy, but we're not unaware either that he wants to steal and kill and destroy. And you know what? Uh, We're going to gear up for that. Uh, We're not going to back away. We're not going to retreat. We're not afraid of that. But we're going to be aware and we're going to be ready as we send each other and welcome each other into these different places to kind of go, there's some stuff that we want to leave here. Uh, And there's some stuff we definitely want to take out of here. And um, and so we want to be sure. Even as we think about that, you know, we talked a lot about receiving, but we also have this belief that we're supposed to send one another, that we send each other. So you go, even our kids, we go, Our kids have a mission. Our kids are in a battle. If you've ever gone and volunteered at a school or been a teacher to school, you go, oh my gosh, they're at war. Like there are things that we need to arm our kids with. One of the ways that we started doing this is that as we were driving to school, I'd say, let's just say a prayer before you go. I want you to know that we're sending you in. I want you to sense that you are from us, but we're being sent into your school. So we'd say a little prayer in the school, and sometimes I'd have Jacob pray for Emma or Emma pray for Abigail, but we go, there's this sense that God is sending us in, and as Don and I send each other, we go, hey, I just want you to know, as you go to work, Don will send me into the mission field of mothering, of speaking, of being in community, but we send each other, because there's this sense, as soon as we receive something and we're going to go give it away, we want each other to know that you go, I've got your back. My hand is on your back as you go. I want you to know you're blessed as you go. Yeah. Two years ago, um, Abigail, we were all, we had a sixth grade teacher. We were all hoping for, there were three good sixth grade teachers and one bad one. We just go, any of the three, just not Mr. Brown. And so, uh, now you guys are probably not judgmental like that, but <laughs> like we just did not want Mr. Brown. And so all of Abigail's friends got all these other teachers and Abigail got Mr. Brown. And so the parents were starting to call. There's a few others that got Mr. Brown. They were all trying to get out of Mr. Brown's deal. And so uh, we asked Abigail, we go, hey, do you, what do you want us to do? I mean, you got Mr. Brown, your friends were in the other places. Her friends had already called and were kind of like pulling the strings that moms know how to pull behind the scenes. Dads don't understand this, but there's a whole way moms network and figure out how to make things happen. And usually guys show up and go, so I, I pick them up at 2.30? <laughs> How many are there? Two? Three. All right, good. 
three kids at 2.30. Got it. You know, Renee's sort of done this whole wizardy thing. So she, I, we go, what do, you, what do you want to see with Mr. Brown? And she goes, you know what? She goes, okay. She goes, you know what? I've got Mr. Brown. She goes, you know what? She goes, you know, I got a new, I got a new mission. I go, what's your mission? She goes, I'm going to win Mr. Brown. I got a new mission. I'm going to win him this year, right? A little sixth grader with a bad teacher, with a better attitude than her dad. She goes, I'm going to win him. I'm going to win him over, right? That's mission. That's faith. That's good, yeah. right? So as we think about this, we're going to finish with these couple things. The scripture um, in Acts is um, the sending, right? Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. He says, as you receive it, I'm also sending you. You will be the representation of Jesus to the world. What a great commission. He said, when people see you, how you are with each other, how you love, how you give grace, how you invite a high school kid in for a meal. How you do those things will be the representation of Jesus in the world. We're meant to be on mission. We're meant to have a sense that something is bigger than us. So that would be what we would commission you with, is what's your real mission as you go home? What are the places that God is calling you to give your life away? in your marriage, individually, and with your kids. You go, all those things are worth kind of thinking about and being intentional on as you're sent. Okay. So uh, this, if you recognize this, this is a little inch and a half army men. Anybody have these little army men growing up? Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Yes. Um, we, had, we had these little army men growing up. So um, we want you guys, uh, I, I, we brought army men for you. So um, we're going to set them up on this table over there because when you go back, it's going to be a battle. So we brought each of you an army man. And here's what we'd like you to do. Uh, and the guys will probably go through to, like this is a bazooka guy, it's pretty cool. So I don't know if the women will care, but the guys will look around and go, what's he got? They'll, they'll kind of pick their army man, the guys that are low. I mean, you all have your own strategy, but we want you to take an army man home, put it in your pocket. And for the next 30 days, we want you to think about where you're battling, right? We want you to think about the essentials in your life. We want you to think about the essentials in your marriage and family. And we want you to put this army man up somewhere on your refrigerator or in your pocket and take it. For the next 30 days, we'd like you to really be intentional about fighting a good fight in whatever areas God has been talking to you. Um, the book of Ephesians is a great book. If you haven't read it lately, read through it slow and talk to each other. Um, think about it. Listen to the Lord. And um, so... Uh, there's a little army man. You can pick one, take one. And uh, we really appreciate a chance to be with you guys. We're going to be praying for you as well as you go home. Yeah. Um, so we're going to finish with one thing. One, one thing on that is we really would say read Ephesians to each other out loud and together. Like read it. Being in the scripture, putting truth back in us really helps us. 
It might feel awkward at first to do the first small thing with each other. Praying, reading the Bible, all those things are going to have resistance in our flesh and with the enemy. But as you read the scripture, you will start to discover, oh my gosh, yeah, I've never seen that before. Because scripture is renewable. It's this place that we keep finding truth. So we would challenge you to start reading Ephesians to each other and with each other. So we're going to finish by doing this. And um, if you would stand up with us. And we're going to actually ask you to participate. If you want to put your hand on your heart. And we're first going to just ask God what things you want to leave behind that you don't want to participate with that are here. That you go, I don't want that as I go home. I want to leave that here. That's not for the good of my relationships. And it doesn't serve me anymore. So we're first just going to pray that. And after someone says something, we'll just say the name of Jesus because he has authority. So I'm going to ask and just pray, and then we'll do a receiving. So, so God, what is it that you want us to leave behind? Is there anything that you have dis- helped us discover, any truth of things that we've participated with this time away that we've seen that are just not for us? We ask that. And so if you could just say that out loud and loud for us, and we all agree with you. Comparison. Name of Jesus. And say name of Jesus after that. Name of Jesus. 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 Performance. Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Rejection. Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Unforgiveness. Name of Jesus. 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 And now let's pray and ask God for the thing that we'd like deposited in us as we return home. What is the thing that you're asking God for as you return? Name of Jesus. 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 Belief. Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Peace. Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that you are all about taking out and returning, that you put off things that are just not for us, and you deposit things that are. So we ask, Lord, for a receiving place. We ask, Lord, that you would arm us for the battle and for the mission. We ask, Lord, that you would give us a sense as to what you're sending us into. Thank you, God, for this time and the joy of being together. 
in what you do in our gathering. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay, you can gather up with your small groups, and there's some questions. Um, it'll be up here, and we'll get to continue our good day.